Hello again, friends. You may have heard the expression, quote is, religion needs spirituality, but spirituality does not need religion. I've heard this a number of times. I never really thought too much about it until recently. This phrase kind of suggests that while religion is an organized system of beliefs and practices, and it benefits from a sense of spirituality, the essence of spirituality, meaning the beliefs that we have, can exist independently of an organized religion. And it implies, for me, that one can cultivate a personal connection with the divine, the all I am, and have inner growth and a sense of transcendence without necessarily adhering to any specific religious institution or you know the dogmas that come with it. So that's what I want to talk about here real quick is, do we need organized religions? Here we go. Welcome again, friends and fellow true seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where it's my goal to help you with questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly help other left brain types like I am. Ask the right questions in our search for deeper meaning to life. And ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So today is a Tuesday episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast. Normally, I make these shorter I guess we're just going to see where this one goes. So back to this phrase, religion needs spirituality, but spirituality is not religion. You know, the idea behind this phrase, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is that spirituality is a deeply personal and subjective experience where you seek meaning, purpose, and connection with something greater than yourself, you know, such as the divine, even nature or the universe for some people. And it involves practices like meditation, mindfulness, introspection, personal reflection, those kind of things. On the other hand, religion, formal religions, encompass organized systems of beliefs and rituals and codes of conduct and communal practices that provide you know, structure and guidance and a collective framework for spiritual expression. And religion often includes you know, specific doctrines that you've got to believe, especially in Catholicism, and rituals and institutions and hierarchy and community involvement. And I, I don't use that phrase, religion needs spirituality, spirituality does not really need religion. I, I don't use that phrase to dismiss the importance of organized religion, which is the subject of this podcast, or the role that it plays in the spiritual lives of indi- individuals. But that phrase does emphasize that spirituality can be pursued outside of institutional religious frameworks. Um, so, what I want to start off here with is there's a few things that happened within the past few weeks to me that got me thinking about organized religion. Uh, so there's three things I just want to tell you about real quick. On the 4th of July, July 4th, I was invited by my neighbors to join them for a pancake breakfast at the local Mormon church. If you've heard some of my earlier podcasts, I've had a couple incidents, uh, uh, discussions with Mormons, wonderful people. But it was a picture-perfect summer morning and here on the East Coast, and the Mormon church had a bunch of tables set up outside in the parking lot under shady trees. It was like, you know, something you'd seen in a Norman Rockwell painting. It was really nice. Beautiful family time. The Mormon families there did a wonderful job with the breakfast, lots of kids, and they also had a, a small patriotic ceremony around the flagpole with the U.S. flag there, 
and all the children had small flags. And I was really impressed and uh, had a great time with these people. The second thing that occurred was just the other day, I was in the elevator. I was visiting my wife like I do every day at the hospital. And I shared an elevator uh, ride down with a couple, a man and a woman, and we exchanged pleasantries. And, and that was kind of the opening for the, the guy there who asked me if I read the Bible. And it just started out by, <laughs> kind of weird, actually, kind of off the wall. But he said, hey, um, hey, do you read the Bible? And, you know, we all had visitor badges on. So I figured that they were probably gone through the same type of traumatic experience that I have experienced with my wife. And I said, yes, I do read the Bible. And then he asked me if he could give me something to read and reflect upon. And I could see he had like these pamphlets in his uh, in his hand. I said, sure. And he handed it to me. And it was a pamphlet by Jehovah's Witnesses. And I've since read the pamphlet. I wish I had read it and taken the time to read it and discuss it with him because I'm now in the spiritual awakening thing I'm going through. I'm talking to Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and whoever to find out what they think, what they believe. But it was, it was a very professionally well-done pamphlet, and it was arranged with a page of text and Bible verses for five of life's challenges that you, that you might go through. The loss of a loved one, dealing with a serious illness, uh, searching for a meaning to your life, battling depression, and coping with the infidelity of a spouse. And those, those five things had you know very nice uh, writing there about how you can go to the Bible and then Bible verses. And it was, it was really well done. That was the second thing. And then just yesterday, I heard on the radio a short spot by my favorite uh, radio pastor, Lon Solomon. He always makes me think. And uh, I don't know what specific religion Pastor Solomon might be, but he has, obviously is Christian and strongly believes in the Bible. So as I've done before, I'm going to play, it's only about 10 seconds or 15 seconds. I'm going to play the spot by uh, Lon Solomon not a sermon, just a thought, and um, and let, let you listen to that, then I'll, I'll discuss it. In their hit song, America, Simon and Garfunkel sing, I'm empty and aching and I don't know why. Hi, this is Lon Solomon, and man, can I relate to that. The first 21 years of my life, that's exactly how I felt. And I didn't know how to solve it either until I met Jesus Christ, and I've never had it since. Friends, if you're out there and you're feeling empty and aching, I get that. But I've got great news for you. There's a solution, and that is to invite Jesus Christ into your life and let him fill that big empty hole. Not a sermon, just a thought. For more information, check out our website, notasermon.com. Well, first of all, I figured I'd leave the tagline in since I borrowed the recording. So that website, of course, is not my website. It's his website. But the least I could do since I'm using his recording is leave it in there. But he always gets me to think. So on the recording you just heard, he talks about being empty and aching and that the solution to relieving that pain is to develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I think he refers to it as, you know, get to know Jesus Christ. And my thought was, listening to that, is do you need to be an evangelical Christian to have that relationship? Do you need to be a Catholic to do that? Can, can a Mormon 
believe and do that? Can all those beautiful families I met on the morning of the 4th of July have their own personal relationship with Jesus? How about Jehovah's Witnesses? Can the man and the woman I met on the elevator develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And you know, I'm not all I'm not all that sure that you know Jews and Muslims have the same zeal for a relationship with Jesus, but they certainly seek a, seek a spiritual relationship with the divine. You know, do do they not? They we all are looking for some type of spiritual relationship. And my point, I hope, is obvious: the need, the desire, the reality of spiritual connection exists outside of dogma. It can exist regardless of the organized religion to which you belong. So you might be saying, well, Mike, there you have it. We, we don't need organized religion. <laughs> and my point, however, is I think we do. And I've been thinking about how my spiritual journey, it's not that I'm empty or aching or even looking for any particular kind of spiritual help. I feel excited and free as I'm going through this uh, soul unleashed process. I'm happy and, and satisfied, even though I'm, I'm still connected to a traditional religion. But there was a time when I was empty and aching, and I do believe that organized religions can help very much in that way, where spiritual relationships or simply spiritual things like uh, meditation or whatever uh, do not do that good of a job. I'm going to share a story with you that many people are not aware of. I've never shared this on my podcast. I don't think I've shared it with any, really anybody, but many years ago, there was a time in our family's story, <clears throat> where we were in need of help, both spiritually and materially, and we were having trouble just affording food. At that time, I spoke to some people at our church, and this was the Catholic Church, about how you know things were going, and they said, well, why don't you contact Catholic Charities? I had no clue you know, what, how to even do that. They said, try, try the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. And we did, I did, and I went and met with some of the folks at the at the office of St. Vincent de Paul. Now, I have to tell you that my recollection of this is that it was very, I probably shouldn't say humiliating, because they were very kind and understanding people, but it was very, very humbling to sit and ask somebody for help, and to admit that you didn't have enough food to feed your family. But the result of that discussion was that the very next day, a couple of people showed up at our front door carrying boxes of food, delivering boxes of food to us. And these were not only boxes of food stuff, you know, that you get off the shelf, but they had f- fresh things, you know, boxes of uh, uh, vegetables and fresh meat, fresh fruits, everything really to last you for about a week. And I was, as I, as I said, humbled, amazed, grateful. And uh, we only accepted it for that one week, but it was an experience that I will never, never forget, and one that taught me about the importance of charity, and also a lesson, really, in accepting charity, because I, I don't, I think that's something you have to learn also. But I came to appreciate the need for such an organization like the Society of St. Vincent de Paul and Catholic Charities. So even though I'm going through this spiritual awakening right now, and I'm questioning a lot of the things that I was taught growing up, you know, I'm questioning things that are part of my faith, I still think there is a significant need for faith-based organizations, people that do these kind of things. You know, I've met a lot of mediums and I've people who would, you would probably describe as, uh, they describe themselves as spiritualists, 
I've met a lot of people that are into what I would even call the occult, although that word has a bad connotation. They're not all animal-sacrificing people who wear horned helmets. Most of them are pretty nice, normal people. But none of these mediums or occult folks, as far as I know, have banded together to form a soup kitchen and are helping people. You know, I haven't heard of any witches' kitchens where they bake pumpkin pies for the homeless or, you know, a bunch of people who channel messages from aliens who all pitch in to build a barn like the Amish. It doesn't work that way. The spiritual awakening journey that I'm on, in my experience, seems to be a much more solitary and individually focused experience. But I think that experience, for me, is built on traditional religion, traditional traditional religious structures. You know, I'll bet many of the mediums and psychics and aura readers and such that I've met are also volunteers in organized churches or charities. They're good people. They're wonderful people. But faith-based institutions are structured, built, and funded when done properly to help people be better people, raise happy and healthy families, to live happy and fruitful lives, and to be more effective at helping others. So there's a definite need for them, and they do a wonderful job, most organized religions. So I'm not here you know, behind this microphone to say that there is anything wrong or improper about organized religion. I do think it becomes a problem when the concepts that you're imbued with as part of those religions prevent you from exploring or asking questions, or if those religions are used to control you or control others and make you afraid to think for yourself. So I would say that even where I had to somehow come to know unequivocally that there is no hell, for example, or that the I am divine loving intelligence does include the concept of reincarnation, or that the things I've come to believe as part of my spiritual awakening are true. Even if I were to learn all that were true, it would still not change my appreciation for or my understanding of the need for organized religion. You know, some way for people to come together to do good, because I believe that the majority, the overwhelming majority of people that are part of these organizations are given the spirit of love to want to help others, and it's a, it's a good thing. It's the sense of love. And it's all part of the larger truth for me. That's something I've come to believe in, uh, the concept of a larger truth, that there's something out there that is bigger than Catholicism. There's something that is bigger than Christianity, more than the Bible. There's something that is bigger than Judaism or Islam or Buddhism. All of those faiths, I think, have some of the truth, but there's no one faith that encompasses all of the truth. And that concept, of course, is considered uh, heresy within the Catholic Church. And about 500 years ago, I would have been burned at the stake for even saying something like that publicly. You know, that, that, was, <laughs> that was a clear danger of organized religion back in the day. But that's where I am right now my spiritual journey. And I think I'm struggling not to find... Uh, I think I'm struggling to not find any one faith that has all the truth, because I don't think that exists. But I'm struggling or learning searching for more of the bigger picture, more of the bigger truth. That's why I talk to, as I mentioned, I talk to Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists. I now am, am uh, open when somebody approaches me to share their faith or share their witness or whatever, because I want to ask them what they think. And some of these people I'm scheduling to come on and talk more in interviews, because I want to share those with you through uh, podcast interviews. So as I find pieces of the larger truth, and I think I do, 
I discover things that I think are wonderful and amazing and beautiful and fascinating about the universe and about the nature of reality. But, you know, back to my original thought, if you were to do nothing but spend your life, you know, being a good Christian, adhering to the Bible, developing your own personal relationship with Jesus, whatever that means to you, waiting for the second coming, working hard at your church, helping people, I mean, that that's obviously enough, right? That That's obviously enough, is it not, to attain happiness when you die? I just need to say that for me, for some reason, that is it's no longer enough for me. I no longer believe that that's how it works. Love, yes, absolutely. But I don't think or believe that you need to sacrifice and suffer to attain anything. I can feel now, I know that there's more than what I've been taught, and I don't want to offend anyone, but I also know that there's more than what has been interpreted within the Bible. And I'm going to stop there for this week. Again, I appreciate you being a part of this podcast. I really appreciate you listening to me. Uh, we're in a lot of different countries now. I don't know, maybe 30 different countries. And I just, uh, I'm grateful for, for the, the folks who listen to this. I, I would appreciate if you haven't done so to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Android or Apple or online, and also your comments. I really look forward to those. Thank you, and I'll see you again Thursday. Bye-bye.